Do you like being clothed? Oh, Simon, you know I do. Well, Grian, if you want to look well hot, make sure you order a No Gods, No Master Volume shirt right now. Produced by a local printer on American Apparel shirts, these will be the comfortable answer to all your problems. Shipped worldwide from the USA. And oh, now! <laughs> Welcome to No Gods, No Master Volumes. I'm Simon, I'm a record producer, musician, and I make pedal demos as Tunnel of Reverb. And I'm Guion, I run Holy Island Audio, a one-man effects pedal operation from Cardiff in Wales. This episode, we have noise artist Sam Schuler from the project Gloomhead. Sam started Gloomhead as a one-person project that has now evolved to incorporate a full band lineup. Sam also worked with friend of the pod, of the pod. Zach of Malays Forever, to create the excellent fuzz pedal, a constant ache behind the eyes. We get a full rig rundown of Sam's recording and live setups, the pedals that he finds most inspirational, and the ins and outs of making music in 2023. So, shall we do? Uh, we'll do a history bit, shall we? So yeah, so it started with me by myself during COVID, really just kind of like messing around with with um you know because it suddenly became the case where you couldn't play music with other people or during the pandemic um and so i just started like messing around with sound in general a lot more and like because before that i had played in just kind of like punk and hardcore bands growing up and it was just kind of like straight into an amp like mm-hmm. ready to go because there was no reason for it to be anything different um and so I started doing that and was like, okay, this is kind of more interesting to me. Um, and because everybody was just kind of like, I guess, paying attention to stuff like that more, like that's how I wound up even talking to you guys. That's how I wound up like talking to the people that I collaborated with. Um, and, you know, from there, those are the kind of things that have, interested me or still continue to interest me up into this project and then i think i'm going to kind of keep that rolling and then also um it's branched out into a band situation where there's another guitarist there's a drummer um and we're writing full band stuff but still i guess with like a a general um aesthetic similarity in mind but also to not kind of like pinning it to any one genre either. And it's still instrumental as of now. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the shape of of the Gloomhead project as it stands now, as well as, you know, various um, collaborations that are still in progress. How did you find the transition to like working on your own to writing with a group of people, especially with this kind of music? Was it a completely different process? Um, yeah. And so, you know, uh, like I said, I, I, when I was younger, I played in bands, but what we were playing was a lot more simple. It was just kind of like in and out hardcore bands or like kind of thrash punk bands. And so this definitely takes a lot more labor because it's like, okay, how do we have it kind of have these different layers and like the, the other guitarist is great. And so he's never following me. Like we're never doing the same thing. Because we're like, if it's going to be instrumental, it's got to be, you know, um, interesting enough on its own to kind of just, uh, I mean, as soon as somebody hears that your project doesn't have vocals, you can kind of like cut your audience in half. And (laughs) so, so, uh, so I, I think a lot of it is trying to be like, okay, well, with that in mind, like, how do we make these songs interesting enough kind of just on their own? And so it's been really fun writing with a lot of people because um, to our other guitarist, James is like very melodic minded, whatever. And then I just come to him with all this gross stuff. <laughs> and he's like, how am, I supposed to, how am I supposed to play over this? And, uh, but we figure it out or, or getting there. So it's a lot of fun. I, th- I think if you were both approaching it from the same direction, you probably wouldn't come out with as interesting an outcome. Yeah. Like if we were both just trying to be gross, it would sound gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that's a lot of fun. And, and he and I worked on stuff 
together before we found a drummer. And um, so, yeah, he kind of got to get a sense of it before we started putting stuff in the room. But like he and I are both like putting stuff in the room with a drummer playing loud is kind of essential to both of us, uh, like and the writing process as far as we're concerned. I almost feel like there was a time where everyone on the internet seemed to be like, you should be playing a tiny uh, 20 watt <laughs> tube amp. And if you need any more than that, then you're doing it wrong. But I feel like the volume is, I think that's one of the biggest elements to me when I'm playing guitar. I think that's having speakers yeah. air feel so much different. I almost want to put disclaimers like print it on the back of my pedals to just say like, <laughs> don't play this below a certain DB. Right, right, right. <laughs> you just don't get the right impression, I don't think so. No, I, and I, I agree with you. And, um, you know, that's why it's it's been a lot of fun finally getting to kind of, because that's the thing, like with collaboration projects or, or other things, I, I'm kind of playing at like, because I'm recording in, in an apartment, I'm kind of playing at like fairly acceptable <laughs> levels. Like yeah. people are just about to call the cops on me, <laughs> but um, getting to do it, you know, in this scenario, it's like, you get to hear what this kind of stuff sounds like really loud and um, with a drummer playing very loud. And it's, it's a lot more fun <laughs> that way. Yeah. And you get to feel it that way as well, which I know sounds really like wishy-washy, but it makes no, a huge not difference. at all. Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. And I feel like I, I have this as well. When I get a new pedal or something like that or get a new amp or anything, I feel like I don't really know it until I've like blasted it <laughs> like yeah. real loud. Yeah. It's completely right. different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. Yeah. How much like, you know, um, I, I feel that way, especially with like time base or like anything that has time-based stuff on it you know it's like you, you feel like you have it kind of under control or whatever and then you play like play yeah. it through a really loud amp and the delay trails like twice as long as it did you know when you played it quiet yeah. and so yeah. yeah and it's cool kind of figuring out how different stuff works in that capacity for sure you know and like um so yeah that's been a lot of fun um and i i've gotten so I have I have two versions of the pedal that Zach and I did together. And one is is like the prototype um that his daughter very kindly painted. Um oh, and then the wow. other one Yeah, and then the other one is like um like my my production model version um that Zach did like a colorway for me. Um oh, sick. and I just kind of have that one floating around the pa- practice space and I just like give it to people to plug in <laughs> and like mess with it different times. Um, and it's been great. It's been really cool hearing it really loud because it's a pedal that sounds very great, very loud. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is always Zach's intention to, or at least part of it, you know, he wants yeah. it to sound like it's destroying something maybe. Um, yeah. and so it, it definitely does that. Um, so well, that pedal is a good example as well. Like, I mean, it it works real well, quiet, but like, I definitely yeah. felt felt it more when I was like smashing it through the amp. <laughs> oh like, yeah, um, it it'll mangle things for sure. Yeah, it's in like a, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but like in the best way, and like how how was that whole pro? Like was because this this is the first pedal collaboration you've done, right? Yeah, um, and so it it came through. Um, the the end of days fuzz challenge and Mm -hmm. and zach was interested in making something for that and he was like i have this idea i don't know if it's gonna work yet would you want to like collaborate on it i was like yeah i know nothing about Mm -hmm. how pedals work i just know (laughs) like how i like to use them and he's Mm -hmm. like well great like and i guess he just trusted my ear or my sense of like what would be cool or what would be musical. And so he, he sent me a, a, a pretty early prototype. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it. It actually wound up on a recording. I don't know if he knows this, right. but like the, the, the prototype that's not even like the final version of the, the pedal wound up on a recording. Um, 
And I just like gave some light notes and I was like, this thing is really pretty cool. And he's like, oh yeah, it needs a huge overhaul. <laughs> and so <laughs> I sent it back to him and then he sent me a second prototype and it was like a completely different pedal. And I was like, okay, but I get what he was saying. Not to say the first one wasn't bad, but he did like a, a ton of work to make yeah. that thing mm-hmm. what it is now. And then after that, I didn't really have any notes about the pedal itself. I was like, this sounds great like in my mind this thing would be ready to go and he was like okay like mine too and so then um i think that's where he and i kind of got into it was more about like then to kind of figuring out the aesthetic of what the pedal would look like who would do the art what it would Mm -hmm. be called um that kind of thing and so um we collaborated on it but you know 98 (laughs) percent of of the effort goes to zach because you know i i i could not tell you um anything about how it how it works i mean i know what it does but i don't know how it does it but that's the the cool part of the collab though right it's Mm. like he was handling all of that stuff and what you gave him was the well you know you gave him that like the artistic feedback from like real world use and like that's like you know you're putting different things in there how did you come up with the whole like aesthetic and name? Because that was a really striking part for me. I remember when mm. I first saw it, either like one of you sent it to me or I saw it in like some Instagram thing or something. And I was just like, oh, mm. shit, I want to play that pedal. Well, yeah. So uh, the name came from it was a former release that I've since kind of um, sidelined because I'm no longer happy with it. But um, it was so I was in grad school and um start getting like chronic headaches mm-hmm. and you know you're talking to all these different medical professionals and you're having to explain to them like what's going on and that phrase like i kept noticing that phrase coming out of my mouth mm-hmm. and so it just kind of like stuck with me and i was like well this would be kind of like something interesting to use as like a name for something and then zach really liked it and i was like but should a pedal be like a sentence long like, sh- should it have a sentence long name? Um, he was like, I don't care. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's cool to me. He's like, I don't care. That's all that matters. I mean, I was just going to say it kind of like it's like a nod. Well, this is how I interpreted it. Anyway, I took it as like a nod to old MySpace bands with ridiculously not long song <laughs> titles. I feel like there is I feel like there is kind of like a sense of, of humor to it as well. Like mm-hmm. those those like early mid 2000s band that yeah. yeah their name would be like a sentence or like a phrase or like they would have like ridiculous length like song titles yeah. um and so i feel like it is maybe kind of like a nod to that mm. in a way and but i don't know he i but i was just like it's kind of long and he's like because i tend to like with with music and whatnot i tend to prefer shorter titles of things just like a word or or whatever but he was like no let's yeah let's go with it and i was like but i feel like it's fitting for the sounds you get out of the pedal too oh yeah sounds it just sounds like something that um is is unhappy (laughs) sounds like a headache Mm -hmm. it's a great descriptor of the like because it's you know you can get a lot of sounds out of the pedal. It's like we were saying to Zach, like one of the things I really liked about it was how it can do a lot, and yeah. like, but ultimately, I feel like the name can relate to nearly all of the sounds you can make with it. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I was you know like really excited about it is is because like I mean, you know, there are so many great fuzzes out there, and I was like, but. And I, I think I said to Zach at one point, I was like, this thing is like three or four pedals in one package, like depending upon how you want to turn the knobs. And so, um, you know, I feel like he did a great job on that end to where it's like you can really kind of it's not like it just kind of does one thing. You can get like really crushing lows out of it. You can get kind of the chainsaw HM2 thing and then the star of ads or scuzz which is one of he, he just put that on there and i was like i love uh i don't know zach's zach's names for things are are, are great mm. in general yeah um and and so are yours uh like i think uh john was talking about like you know certain pedal companies like just by the name like um yeah it's like i feel like 
uh, yours are like that and Zach's are like that. Like I know just by the names and like, you know, and that's cool as well because there's, there's, you get to see that there's a, an element of creativity from like top to bottom, you know, even like figuring out what you want to name the thing is cool too. So, um, so yeah, Hugh's just like, let's, let's go with that. And I was like, okay, if you're sure. And then, um, I think I was the one that was like, what if we got Jonathan to do the art? Um, and he's done stuff for uniform and full of hell. And, and, and so we thought, there would be no way. And he was super cool and was just like, yeah, what what were you guys thinking? And we were just like, whoa, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, uh, um, I don't know now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we were just expecting a no. And so, um, yeah, it all kind of worked out. Was that a good looking dog on uh, Instagram? Am I right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's him. Yep. Yeah, I've got, I think his book is on my desk somewhere in amongst all of the, uh, bits that i've got in here his stuff is great yeah and he's he's a he's a super nice guy so seems like a perfect fit yeah yeah finish just so i'm just like looking just at just staring now. at it my, are you <laughs> yeah i'm like kicking myself my i keep mine at the studio because it's like useful for recording right and like um but the finish on it is so fucking gnarly it's oh perfect. on the pedal yeah the finish yeah. of the pedal yeah, it's and again that to Zach's credit, I think too he just kind of realized like the he saw maybe more so than it would have crossed my mind like the aesthetic overlap between kind of what he does and and what I you know like mm. and and the whatever sound people associate with what I do or 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 don't I mean he saw it and like yeah I love that you know, his pedals look kind of like something that would be like on the side of the road in Mad Max, you know, (laughs) because like, like he, like he paints them and then like sprays oven cleaner on them and then like clear coats it. And I, I always get it. And I'm like, is this thing safe? Like, am I going to get like some kind of, do I need a tetanus shot? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like chemical poisoning from this, but I mean, so far I've been okay. (laughs) Um, but the first, so the first pedal of Zach's I got was, uh, the vicious bastard. And it was back when you could only get it with the collage that he did on. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was right. Those were like the, because I think it got to a point where he's like, I can't do this for everyone. (laughs) Like the, the, the demand, the demand got too high, but that was, that was the first pedal of his I got. And I, I always been interested in collage work and stuff in general, but then I was like, thought it was really cool that it was on a pedal. And then that pedal was just, it's disgusting. And like so, the, <laughs> so many great ways, like the feedback on it, I've used so many times and like the, um, the gating and everything. And I was just like, this is cool. And so then the next thing I got of his was the clubber laying. And I'd, I'd never played a harmonic percolator before mm-hmm. and like yeah. saw demos of it, saw stuff about it. And then like um, ever since I've got it, I've used it on so many things. I, I, I can't even count um, because yeah. it's, it's again, you know, it's like he makes his, the pedals that he makes can get very gross and very dirty, but they're also very like tameable and mm-hmm. and and have like kind of multifunctional as well because mm-hmm. like you know you can you can back the gain off on that and whatever and just kind of get really great harmonics out of it at like a low gain level and so um but so yeah that's that one kind of kind of blew my mind because something about that circuit like really i think fit with a lot of stuff that i'm kind of doing because because most of what I'm doing is like chasing textures and and kind of sounds I hear in my head and things like that. And so, and yeah, it's just bit largely texture focused. And and so, those tend to be kind of the pedals that I gravitate toward. I feel like Clubberlang is is definitely like it's a texture machine. Like you say, you can just take harmonic content out of it, or you can totally 
like destroy right. stuff and i i've got that one and use it i use it on drum machines a lot it's really good for like yeah. destroying transients and yeah yeah it's interesting you say about textures that's definitely something i would gravitate right. towards with texture work right yeah and so and, and then he and i just kind of talked and he he was kind enough to say that he liked <laughs> stuff that i was doing then um and yeah, it just kind of developed over a while and it's, it's been great to work with him. He's, he's great dude, obviously. Um, and just has a good eye, good ear for things. Um, so yeah, happy to have been brought in on it. Oh, that's awesome. And um, what, what is the state of your like pedalboard at the moment? Like Let's get the rundown. Give us a, yeah. Give us a rig rundown. So, yeah. So well, it's interesting because so I have this stuff that we're doing now, like out at the practice space um, and like that kind of setup. And then I have like my home setup and the pedals there are always re- always revolving. Like I don't have a board mm-hmm. um, there at all. And I don't even have a board at the <laughs> all my pedals are just on the ground <laughs> and like. For for the band stuff right now, um, the other guitarist has two. So he has a he has a JCM eight hundred lead series, mm-hmm. and he just nice. uses like a boost and two different delays into that because it just it sounds great as it mm-hmm. is, especially for what he's doing. And then he has a Plexi reissue that I've been using, oh, and it's just it's just st- kind of like a bit dirty. And then um, I I push it with the halberd, of course, or halberd, whichever. Perfect. Um, no brainer. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Simon and I are both will probably be buried with ours. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's uh, how we maybe even first started talking. It's just like I, I never turn this pedal off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's a cult in it. Behind me as well. It's um. Yeah, and so then I've been running that into the new... Uh, I've been using, tastefully, I hope, the new Old Blood Noise uh, Chorus. Oh, yeah. Because I, lo- oh, I, yeah. I love that thing because, um, you know, it doesn't give you that... St- you can get, but you can also kind of, with the clock, have kind of a darker chorus as opposed mm-hmm. to just this, like, lush, over-the-top kind of which is kind of associated with a lot of bay area bands in general um and so i'm like i don't want to lean too heavy on that and kind of sound you know just kind of like hijack that sound it's interesting as well like you can dial the clock right down and it's it becomes like a reverb almost yeah which yeah. that's one of the things so, i really liked about it that's the slider right. boy right slider yeah, the yes. BL- yep. hmm. i mean that does make sense Right. Yeah. Mm. And so I just slide it towards, you know, closer to the bottom and it kind of has a really cool, like dark chorusy sound. And then surprisingly, because I'm such a reverb and delay guy, um, I'm just using a dispatch master because it's just, it's just kind of like a, an easy all in one. But then after that, for like a big reverb sound when i want to go with that i've been using um bradford's uh black skycrafts unusual eas oh yeah um for when i want like a big kind of modulated reverb sound i use mm. that and um i love that pedal so yeah. much Bradford's um, a solid guy as well i really like bradford as well, yeah he's a he's a great guy too and so um yeah i'm happy to have have gotten one of those before they were no longer a thing um, yeah. and so that's at home and then or or that's it that's at the practice space rather and then mm-hmm. so my amp for at home and like for collaboration stuff and then the, i've also tracked stuff for band stuff with it as well is uh i have a science shiv that um shout out to evan craig for that oh one. yeah because because uh he had one and we talked about how cool it was and that it was a bummer that there were only so few of them in existence and then one came up for sale in oakland and he messaged me within like minutes of it (laughs) like being on sale and was like hey there's a shiv in oakland and i was like oh man 
And so I, <laughs> I, I jumped on it immediately and got one or, and got it. Um, what a legend. And I, and I, and I lo- yeah, Evan is absolutely a legend. Um, and so I'm really happy because um, it's the first amp that I've ever owned where I actually like the dirt channel on it. Oh, right. That I'm not, mm-hmm. that I'm not like using pedals fully to like, that I'll actually use the dirt channel. Um, and so I used that. And then interestingly, and this, this isn't just a shameless plug, but like for a lot of collaboration stuff, because what I'm doing is, is more kind of washy. I've been using the tides V2 a bunch because oh, the, those two toggles, the ordering toggle and the yeah. voicing toggle are like, so great and game changers and great for more kind of like sound designy soundtracky kind of yeah. stuff mm-hmm. that was the intention yeah honest yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and so um i've been using it a lot still use you know um the halberd as like a, a basic drive often and then um i got uh the no spine too and so oh yeah the iron fistula part of that is also a great like mid game kind of thing and then for for other stuff i've had for a, a while i i got a, a great like reverb deal on i use a tonal recall because i just love the dark oh, yeah. kind of kind of repeats on on that delay um and then you know, for a long time, for reverb, my kind of go-to was the DBA reverberation machine, mm-hmm. um, and I, I've I've been under the impression that I'm way more of a of just a straight reverb guy for a long time, but delay has been kind of winning my heart okay. recently. <laughs> so there's been a little <laughs> there's been a little bit of a shift there, which isn't to say I still don't like lean on reverb pretty heavily, but mm-hmm. um, definitely been playing around with delay more and and i think one's about to enter my life that's gonna be a a game changer oh did you get one did you get one yeah you got one? Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah so um i'm very excited about that um so so yeah that's kind of what i'm working with and then you know i have different kind of like modulation that i'm i'm bringing in or out or, or different reverbs for different things. Um, mm-hmm. And, but I mean, a lot of the dirt I use is like EAE or Zach or, or yours. Um, you know, I still, I, I love the, t- Oh, and a common one that's in there now, again, great for, I mean, it's great in general, but great for sound design stuff too. And kind of more soundtracky, bigger sounds is the glass palace oh Uh, that that thing is that thing is so again versatile and Mm -hmm. like you know when i first got it because you had kind of created the circuit around using it for the middle neck position on a jazz master i was doing that forever and then Mm -hmm. like flick the switch down to you know just the bridge pick and i was like yeah it's it still sounds great this thing just sounds great like regardless of what's going on and so you know um i've been using that a lot as well and i've actually been kicking around the idea of using that in the band scenario too because that that clarity knob is just great for Mm. for dialing and for kind of like cutting through otherwise maybe muddy stuff Yeah, that's what it's there for, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. it's been on my board since I started doing it. It does sound like I've paid you to come on to say this now, but uh, <laughs> maybe bleep bleep it all out, make it mysterious. I'm, but um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, the clarity. Just uh, the idea behind that knob was just it's just presence within a band mix. I think a lot of the time in my head yeah. seems to be something that I need. It pairs really well with the halberd as well. Like it pairs great with so yeah, many yeah. things. Yeah, but yeah, like so. And I tend to use the halberd um, in like the bottom toggle position, the deep mode. Um, and so then stacking it with the glass palace afterward, it kind of like clarifies what's going on with the halberd. Um, and 
it's funny i've i the more i've been doing this the more i've kind of backed off on like super high gain stuff all the time because i feel like mm-hmm. it's just like it wears out your ears like unless that's really what you're looking for but it's like go listen to like a great metal band then yeah you know like and and kind of get your fix for that there like um I, I found myself gravitating more towards like the mid to lower gain side of things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it it is interesting just kind of thinking about what you use for, for different things. But I think the really cool thing about, about Zach's pedal and about yours is that like, they have these different capabilities, these different functionalities mm-hmm. for like, you know, if you're trying to make more kind of spacious ambient sounding stuff or in like a band context, like there's a lot of ways to, to get really cool stuff out of all your guys stuff. It's really interesting that, I mean, like I, I was fairly confident that we had pretty similar taste. I would say like 99% confident. Yeah. But it's cool. Like <laughs> hear, hearing, like seeing, you know, hearing the about your like setup directly, it's, it, mm. it all makes a lot of sense as well based on like your music like the flexibility right. the sound design capability but also being able to like use something like a no spine or like tied to like go really fucking hard on those big sections yeah. like yes yeah it makes a lot and of that's sense. What, right and i think it's yeah it's been a process of like you know learning like okay when do i blow it out and when do i back off to whereas mm-hmm. like when i started it was just kind of like just blow it out all the time <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so i you know maybe I, I i'm getting particular in my old age but i've kind of backed off on that a little bit i think it's the contrast it's having those quiet bits i think it's like what i've always loved about like early 90s emo stuff is um you know, you get right. all quiet and delicate, and then it hits so much harder when it comes in aggressively. Right, right. Yeah. Whereas when it, it, you do just get the fatigue otherwise if it's heavy all the time. Right, yeah. And it's like, you know, um, like Unwound is obviously a huge influence, and bands like yeah. Pile, like a ton of the, um, you know, Exploding in Sound bands, and then kind of also... Um, you know, like bands around the unwound era, like, um, and, and stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's been more, you know, dialing in things like that sounds like that. And, you know, I feel like a lot of those bands too have that like pile, for example, that has the great kind of like loud, quiet dynamics down. There's actually a really funny story. We can edit this out or not depending, (laughs) but, um, I, the first That's time promising. I, uh, the first time i saw pile it was at this this tiny venue in san francisco called hemlock that's gone now um and it was like insane pile heads and then like some people a handful of people that like could care less or didn't know who they were and so people were talking during the quiet parts of the song and because it was such a small room you could hear it and this guy between songs just turns around and yells he's like shut up during the quiet parts he's like it's not an invitation to talk he's like they're just and just like was like giving this sermon like on behalf of pile yeah and rick was just like cool thanks and they just like started the next song it wasn't like he wasn't even mad about it you know like you know i'm sure he'd gotten used to it at that point but um, yeah you know, and it is, it's just kind of like seeing things like that where you're like, yeah, you know, it's always fun to blow it out and, and get loud and, you mm. know, nasty and, and whatever. But there's, there's finesse too. Yeah. It's quite satisfying to ruin people's conversations as well. I think that's one of my favorite things <laughs> to do. <laughs> just, just in the middle of yeah. the feedback. Yeah. 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 Fuck those guys. I had that experience. Uh, I've seen Julian Baker a bunch of times and she, you know, that's like a prime case of quiet and loud. And that right. I, it was always the worst part for me was like, she'll go really, really quiet. And then you suddenly just hear people start talking or like singing real loud. It's always the most inane yeah, things yeah. that they're talking. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. not ever even about the music or pertinent. It's just like, 
some dumb thing they feel that they need to say to their friend yeah. at that time. And you're like, that could have waited. <laughs> <laughs> no one needed to hear uh, that right now. They're way too important to wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that is the mentality, annoyingly, but yeah. Right. I'm uh, yeah. I'm now panicking that maybe I've done that at a show where I've like been <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds like a big sky, or like, yeah, yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> that's the classic. That's probably this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always the one that's like, like going up to look at pedal boards, and, and people are just like, dude, what are you doing? Like my <laughs> friends that I'm there, they're just like, what are you do? like? You're such a nerd, and I'm like, <laughs> I know, I can't help it, and like, but that is as well, I think one of the interesting things I've found is like doing that. It's often more minimal than you think. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then kind of, then kind of getting back in a room and, and, and doing it with a band and, and, and especially doing this kind of music with a band, like first couple of practices, I came in with just like a row of pedals and I'm just like, a lot of this isn't necessary, like in this mm-hmm. context. And like, it is like, we talked about more just about like the, the volume and yeah. like everything kind of coalescing more than it is. So it's been interesting to see that in that scenario, I scale back on pedals, but then when I'm tracking stuff for it, it's still like I have the <laughs> row of nine yeah, yeah, that I'm like yeah. switching between to get different textures and different things to layer it with. So, but then when you actually go to do it, you kind of like pull everything back. That's why I'm just like using the dispatch master, even though I'm so like, reverb delay obsessed i think not everything works live do you know what i mean like when you're when you're recording you've got the the space to try stuff out and you're you're listening in a different way i think right Um, you can be a lot more subtle as well like you can build up layers like i think about like you say like i'll sit with nine or ten pedals in front of me and i'm like well i'm running like four delays but they're all so like either minimal or doing different things which on you know when you can sit and analyze the sound, you're like, yeah, this is fucking great. But then, yeah. yes, it's, if it's coming out of like a hundred watt amp in my face, like I'm not going to notice that. No. <laughs> yeah, no. It, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of the fun part about it. And I mean, I do still love like, uh, just like tweaking things and, and playing with them to like, you know, get the sound that you're looking for. And especially with something, you know, I, I, <laughs> Um, Simon kind of became, unfortunately, like my sounding board for like pedal purchases for a long. Cause I, I'm fine with that. I was like, I was just like, <laughs> you know, like talking to you about the timeline and stuff. And so it's yeah. like, and then then when you get a pedal like that, and you just have all of these possibilities, it it get you know that's kind of where, um, you know, you dive back into just like playing with sound for hours. Yeah. Um. But, you know, then it's really cool, too, just like it is as well, like like watching um, Zach and you, Guion, like, just kind of like, as you guys have developed and are making kind of, not that things were ever simplistic, but kind of like, you know, learning as you go, like anything yeah, yeah, is, yeah. and like think, things becoming more and more dynamic, like, and more and more kind of um, tweakable still makes it super useful for things like that. Like, you know, like I was talking about, like glass palace is great for most of what I'm doing. And like, no spine is, is, is great. And it's like, and, and, and tides. And so, you know, like being able to dial in very nuanced sounds like on on your guys stuff as well has Mm. been super cool. And it's been super cool to watch you guys like, um, I guess kind of like work up to that as well. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's be fun. I mean, I appreciate the support as well. For yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It does mean yeah. well. Cause I mean, yeah, we, we were talking about this before you came on uh, and we weren't sure if we should mention it because I get messages of people asking about a production uh, bed of nails thing uh, all the time. Oh, and then I was saying, right. oh, Sam is actually the only person I've ever built one for. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have one. <laughs> No, right. oh, you did have you had the I wooden had, one for a bit to I sample, but I took like it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that sample pack is great. I mean, mm. I'm, I'm just going to keep plugging the people whose <laughs> stuff I like. <laughs> We're going to so, bleep all um, that out. 
Um, <laughs> buy Guion's pedals, buy Zach's pedals, have Simon mix and master your music, and buy their sample pack. There's um, the sound bite. <laughs> uh, but no, I love that sample pack. I actually use that thing on multiple collaborations too. Um, but yeah, that was that was very kind of you. I, I kind of want to talk about that now. So let's do that. Yeah, the, the the bed of nails, the bed of nails is great, and Guion was kind enough to send one to me long ago. And I mean, that thing is just so much fun because it can sound so eerie and weird. Like if you just like scrape the springs Mm -hmm. and that can also just like, I don't know. It's so fun for percussive stuff too to just like hit it. And like, but like, it was funny because I I got it during the pandemic and like in my apartment, like messing around with sound, I'm just like banging on this thing with springs like in my apartment and i'm like people are probably concerned about oh me. yeah if you're, li- <laughs> if you're listening with headphones as well and someone walks in on you doing it it does look proper strange like you look yeah. like you're having some sort of breakdown but um yeah, yeah i'll have just like, i'll have to send you one of the new ones because the circuit is different now it's it's essentially a um it's like always running into a ring modulator oh uh, and, awesome and that's wild and there's That's an impulse. Awesome. I have built it just as a, a ring mod on its own with no contact mic as well. So yeah, I probably I will that do that. that. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it works better than I was expecting it to. So Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm fine with people thinking I'm kind of crazy just banging on this <laughs> with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 fun to, you know, and that's where too like you know, just like using different stuff too to kind of explore what you can do and like that really helped me with that. Mm-hmm. Um and then also yeah, like it helped me or you know, it's one of those things where again you kind of you learn how to use it artfully. Like you're like, I just yeah. can't like bang on this thing <laughs> on every track. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's great, and and the sound pack is great. I'm like, how did some of these sounds come out of that? But I guess it's just, I mean, it's what I do. It's just like sending it through a bunch of pedals, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's like this massive percussive thing, or like this really eerie, scrapey thing. I don't know. It's great. That's exactly it. Like I, I remember doing it. it again, it was in the pandemic, and I was like sat, and I would just put like different chains on the table, and record. <laughs> I would. Rec- I recorded like probably like over an hour of stuff just just sat i just left it recording and just changed it playing it hitting it with different stuff and then once i put it in ableton i think i like chopped it up into like every sound that i liked and then i manipulated it even more like with the like warp function and adding plugins even and i think some of them i even sent back out through more pedals i don't know it was a whole just like yeah i I couldn't recreate any of it but (laughs) (laughs) it's like there's a lot of eerie just a lot of like i don't know great kind of ready-made soundscapes in there that then yeah someone i can take and like manipulate further too and so it's funny like how many stages of manipulation (laughs) it's gone through by the time it winds up on anything that's what that for me at least the aim was to like have like a bit of a toolbox of things that you could just drag into your drum machine or drag into your arrangement and just yeah. straight right. up use it or like put something in and be like, cool, I'm going to take this and make something completely new. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I use it for. I use it on uh, productions quite a lot as well, where like it starts off as that and ends up being something completely different. Mm-hmm. But right. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially especially when you're using pedals to manipulate stuff, because I think a lot of the time people forget about the fact that you don't necessarily need to be playing guitars through these things. Like you can yeah. put so much weird stuff through it. Uh, even just right. patching like modular through pedals immediately makes everything yeah so much more interesting. I've yet to take that plunge because it just seems like I oh, it's know. a money pit. It's a massive yeah, well, and yeah. and just like I have, I have friends that are really good at it, and I'm, I'm okay, like, yeah. I'm like, how are you doing what you're doing <laughs> right now? Um, and like, you know, seeing people live, especially that are like, like I, I've gotten to see um, like OAA 
and uh like mac from god is war and just watching them do it live Mm -hmm. it's like a completely different you know um universe and i'm just like yeah i think that's like 10 years of learning for me to get near there so yeah i'm like so i'll just let those guys you know be great at it and i'll just keep doing my thing but yeah um it's funny because yeah i've i've recently gotten back into using tape more and doing tape stuff and like using variable tape speed but like still sending all of it through pedals Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so yeah it is and like i was sending it through like tides to get like the initial wash of reverb before it hits a bigger and like like a gain boost and stuff and so um yeah it is really cool to you know think about how they can be used outside of just playing a guitar into them as well Mm. yeah i I definitely feel like i'm leaning that way myself i don't know if it's just from testing stuff like right and and having that fatigue that makes me want to not play guitar as much you know i've i'm just buying synths these days i feel like that is that seems to be the route that i'm going down i think it is just like because it keeps it interesting but right well and yeah that's it 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 came up on the on the um podcast that you guys did with john but i i'm curious like i i just thought it was a really interesting topic and and would be curious to hear from both of you like as someone who builds and then someone that is like you know um engineering as well as playing and like how you separate the two and if if one kind of like how you keep from burnout you know because even with me just kind of do like i get super burnt out just like kind of switching between projects and doing stuff like that and so then like with building pedals or like being involved with other people's audio so much like and is it like refreshing to step into your own stuff do you have to like take a break and kind of like recuperate before like is it just too much sound like that's that's what I'll, i was I mean, like i've just been i've just been inundated with too much sound yeah i need a break i mean yeah we're, we're probably not the best people to ask because i imagine simon <laughs> you're the same as me where we're just sort of always on that edge of burnout i like would just like push it to that bit and then just yeah coast in that region i'm i'm trying a lot harder to avoid that because i i used to be really bad with it like Mm. saying like i'd go from recording all day and then playing shows or going on tour for like long periods of time and i would like yeah eventually like every year just have like a couple weeks where i would just be like sick and like you know (laughs) yeah yeah like sick and sad your body can only do um, so much but like at, at the moment i'm trying to promote a healthier balance but i for i i just try and keep my own music f- as fun as i can and i yeah. try and keep it as not uh not stressful if i can like if i'm writing i'll try and like I, and i'll try and take breaks too like so i, I quite often walk to work and mm-hmm. on the on that walk home i will almost never listen to music <laughs> like working on something for eight or ten hours whether it's like a production or a demo or like even just doing whatever mixing like i i won't listen to music on the way home and and sometimes i'll get home and just be like cool i'm gonna play video games like i don't i'm not gonna yeah absolutely yeah but then sometimes i'll come home after that like 40 minutes of a podcast and be like do you know what i actually do want to play guitar (laughs) yeah (laughs) i want to try this out right and yeah sometimes you just like have it and it's like very um kind of like pushing you and sometimes i don't know it's i just get i'll get burnt out or like people have asked or a lot of people have been like well i'm don't you want to just keep it your project because then you have complete control over everything that happens like you don't have to worry about other people's and i'm like no because like I don't like being precious about whatever I make. Like I love like walking into the room with like a skeleton of an idea and seeing where other people take it and how it changes. And like, I think, I think that can really help as well too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. It takes the pressure off. Yeah. It's like like having other people to like pass it to or to, to bounce ideas off and like Mm -hmm. to see how Mm -hmm. other people 
interact with stuff because it's like otherwise it's just like you kind of obsessing over it yeah as opposed yeah. to being able to just like put it you know kind of like set it free from your like clutches and well, let other people sure. mm-hmm. yeah um see what other people do with it and it's it's so much fun it's really refreshing as well to take something i've had this to take i take it to the band and i'll just bring this one mm-hmm. riff and then somebody else will come up with some you know they it might not even be the riff yeah. you use but yeah. they'll come up with something because of that riff and right then suddenly i'm like okay now i'm like energized and excited again about this like right 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 to whereas before you're like i've played this riff to death i'm so sick of hearing yeah, it i can't find like, my way out of it i like yeah, don't know where yeah. to go and right, uh, like right yeah like the the collaboration aspect which i guess is it's been a theme of this one like yeah it keeps it does keep things refreshing and like especially when you find the right people that you click with yeah absolutely yeah that's why it was super fun working with Guion on what we did and and yeah. then it was really cool that that you got or that you were a part of it as well and kind of yeah. made it into what it, you know like it was it was cool because i obviously i'd listened to stuff you'd done before and knew that you're obviously great at what you do and that you do super cool stuff but it was fun to have something like that i had had a hand in pass through your hands as well and getting to hear it um but yeah and um i guess kind of speaking to that as well and because this is is gear oriented you know like some people or a lot of people can be like critical of pedals and like oh you have too many pedals and it's it's like are you just like kind of fetishizing gear or whatever but mm-hmm. i will stand by like there are there are riffs that i would have not written or that would have yep. never been or or whatever if if i had not been playing it through a certain like piece of gear oh yeah. yeah and like Absolutely. or i'm like or you'll write something and you'll be like this will sound super cool through this and then that's what like carries the idea and so yeah. it's like i i i you know i feel like yeah it can get to a point to where people just like worship things unnecessarily and yeah. like sure that that can happen with anything though yeah but it, i yeah i will definitely stand by that like these are tools and like yeah. super important and mm-hmm. and kind of enlivening tools in like doing whatever it is that any of us do <laughs> yeah yeah it just breaks the the risk you know you you sort of develop like muscle memory for approaching things or at least i do especially with writing music and riffs in particular rhythms is like i just i'm not necessarily thinking about it but i will go to like the same rhythms that i i'm not consciously making that decision uh so i tend to just be sort of settle on shapes and spaces on a fretboard and let our drummer come up with a pattern and then i will write whatever oh cool i'm cool. doing i'll try and shift it to to because otherwise i will just endlessly write the same riff over and over again so yeah mm. yeah there's all kind of stuff like different tunings different pedal configurations whatever can be super helpful to you i'm 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 a big advocate of trying out different tunings because that was definitely like a a another like very eye-opening thing for me is just yeah. like dropping things way down <laughs> yeah oh for sure. um, but yeah and like that's not even you know like for the for the band stuff like our we're in in d standard mm-hmm. um and like our other guitarist he's just played in e standard like his whole life and so he's like what is oh, really? this? Yeah. It's like having to like <laughs> reconfigure yeah. and like all the time like at, at practice like he'll just hit the completely wrong note because like he he's still getting used to like readjusting on the fret and like we'll just stop and laugh and like start again because he's still trying to or he's still finding his way into it but yeah. he, he's 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 well on his way now but it, it took a second um but yeah i just can't write stuff in e anymore i'm just like uh, i've heard yeah. all of this i've heard all of this too many times mm. and like you guys were talking about like at expos like you know like guys coming up and playing like acdc riffs <laughs> in, in your stuff and like yeah, yeah yeah and like 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 blues riffs and stuff like that and that's why like with you simon and, and other people that do like 
pedal demos, I'm always so thankful because I'm like, okay, cool. I can hear what this pedal sounds like, how I would actually, or like near to how I would actually play it. <laughs> Not just like blues. Like Honestly, like that's why I started doing them for fun was because like in, you know, in back in my band, like we would always want to get these pedals, but never be able to find. And like, you know, I, there's a lot of great demo artists, but like, like you say, I was like, I just want to hear like a power chord. I just want to hear like a yeah. D standard chord. I want to hear like, yeah. or I want to yeah. hear like a, like a ambient thing or like an emo riff or like a, I don't know. Right. Right. And that's, right. that's what pushed me to start actually doing it. For, like just for fun originally is because right. it's just like, this is what I want to watch. And like, that's why I've never yeah. got too stuck into the like, trying to get i don't know sounds really silly but like i was never like too fussed about getting crazy amounts of views or anything because i was like i just want to do mm-hmm. something that that i would want to watch and hopefully other people will enjoy that too but like i think we might have talked about this in another episode but before i was building pedals uh the initial plan i was just demoing pedals um but then it got like when i started building stuff it just got a bit confusing because i'd have like content on youtube that with stuff that I'd built and then stuff that was other people's stuff. It just ended right. up merging. So I ended up just strictly just doing my own stuff, but that was essentially why I was building stuff as well as just because of, there's not many people sort of catering to right. weirdo screamo stuff. It's uh but that's the yeah. stuff that excites me. That's what makes music fun for me. I think is just that chaos side. Right. Well, and I think that's a, it's a cool thing like theme that i've noticed to just listening to the other episodes and it's like whether whoever you're talking to is like making music actively or making pedals or both or whatever Mm -hmm. it it is that it comes from it's like i had this thing that i wanted to do that didn't exist yet and so that's why i started making pedals or that's why like i make music the way i do or even like and that's why it's cool and why i feel like you know i've gotten to know zach and you guys as well is because it's kind of like kindred spirits of like all like we we like to make similar kind of stuff and like we found the people that make stuff that help us achieve that you know it's really cool that that's a thing now because i'm not realizing it or hadn't really thought about it until now but like really kind of spoiled to have just been able to kind of like step in this world and have people like you and, and Zach who like are making stuff that is like exactly pertains to what I'm trying to yeah, do. Yeah, man. And like that was that was not a thing. No. Not that long ago. No, no, no. Uh, but I think that's the like beauty of Instagram though, isn't it? Like, well, at least it I mean it's sort of going down Oof. the pan now, but initially <laughs> that is that is how Instagram worked. Like it was those communities. Like you could just right stumble across someone and it would be like uh right such a so what's the word you could really make those connections and see people who are making stuff that's specifically for you it is like it's pretty niche but it is a satisfying little community once you find that's the best part of this whole niche is the community like the people that i've met through like right doing pedal stuff is like you know met some of my like closest friends through doing it and the community is awesome and supportive and mm-hmm. yeah great. same and like evan looking out for me with the shiv like he didn't mm, have yeah. to do that that you know that had out of the pure kindness of his heart that he was like mm-hmm. hey go gra-, you know like here it yeah, is yeah. Go grab it and um so you know it's like stuff like that yeah you ju- you just i guess yeah recognize kindred spirits and and it's cool how you know like we were talking about uh bradford from black skycraft like i talk to him all the yeah, time too yeah, so do I, yeah. I, I talk to you guys like it's just yeah um it's really cool that this has happened and it's it's cool that it's growing though still yeah. it's not like and it's and it's very inclusive uh, or at least from what i've experienced i and i met because like you know no one has like an ego really that I've encountered or like, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's just trying to like make cool stuff and help yeah. other people make cool stuff. And that's kind of like yeah. the bottom line of it really. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's a really nice community of people and uh, yeah, it's just, it's nice to find your people, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because then too, like, you know, I, I, 
find you find out about different bands. It's like you know, it just covers the the board of like you know different people tell you about different bands, and then you find that and go down that whole rabbit hole. And yeah, it's just great. And everyone is a nerd and plays video games too. It's, <laughs> it's all it's all it's we're true. all into like the same like you know stuff. I say nerds with much affection. I count myself yeah. among them, so it's not a pejorative in 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 my in my world. This is a nerd podcast. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's about yeah. As nerd I'm, I gets, to be honest. It's I'm, so I'm actually I'm actually kind of worried if you're not one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really like uh, Nick from Wonder Effects is always posting like, I'm not a pedal nerd. I'm a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good place to wrap up. Yeah, I, I feel yeah, like th- I've, I've talked more than enough. Uh, it's been great. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. It's yeah, been yeah man, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah.